the Real Estate You podcast with Letty Ann. Welcome back to Real Estate You with Letty Ann. I'm delighted today to have Zach Nelson with us. Zach is a real estate professional in the Denver area, and he's also my friend. Welcome, Zach. Letty Ann, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited. I'm just thinking right now, looking at your face on the big screen, um, when we last saw each other, and that was, was it uh, late, was the weekend before the Super Bowl in San Diego? It was. That's right. I know. It seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? It seems like so long ago, because if the pandemic didn't happen, I probably would have seen you two times since then. At least a couple more times. That's right. Uh, Well, it's so good to see you here. Um, I hope things are going well with your business. I know you and I stay in touch a lot with, for a lot of different reasons. Um, Plus, Mm -hmm. plus we have the same uh, coaching platform as well for real estate. Um, I love that we're big fans of coaching because uh, we can always do better, be better. And uh, if we live a little bit outside of our comfort zone, we'll, we'll continue growing. That's 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 for sure. I, I mean, I, I've been in coaching a number of years, I think, as you have as well. And I, I just don't know where I would be without it. I certainly wouldn't be able to help as many of the uh, buyers and sellers that, that we work with right now, if not Ab- for it. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. um, I'll just plug this. Always hire a real estate professional, folks, a full-time real estate agent that has both feet and their backside into the business uh, because strategy and experience matter now more than ever before. And even just strategy and knowing the market, knowing uh, the the community and the lifestyle, um, but also how to manage multiple offers, et cetera, et cetera. But this is about Zach and this is about Colorado. So Zach, doesn't everyone and their grandmother want to move to Colorado one day? (laughs) We hear it a lot. And, and I, you know, I, I'm one of those people I moved here Well, my family moved here. And so I moved with, um, back in 1989. So I've been here for 31 years, um, from the Midwest moved from Minnesota. And, um, you know, we find that there are a lot of people, it's really a melting pot from people all over the country, um, that, that move here. And a lot of times never leave, uh, just because there, there are a lot of things to love about Colorado. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Um, so of course you service, uh, the areas all around, uh, Denver proper, of course. So the, Mm -hmm. the, the Denver, Denver Metro area, what's, what's happening in your market, uh, now let's say post pan post, it's not post pandemic, but you know, what's happened this year in 2020, uh, and into 2021, what do you foresee in the Denver market? Sure. Um, I'll happy to share that. I just wanted, you know, for those who don't know with Denver, it's, um, it's a very sprawling metro area. Um, Denver, with the, including uh, the suburbs around, it's about 2.8 million people, just wow. to kind of give a, an idea of size and scope. Mm-hmm. But so the, the market, you know, going into this year, and it's been a strong, um, overall a strong market. And, and, and when I say strong, just a lot of activity, um, even going into the pandemic. <clears throat> and so, but obviously there was a lot of uncertainty from for about 30 to 40 days here, here in, in the Denver area, we were completely shut down from doing any kind of showings. We could have inspections and appraisals and different closing activities, but not showings. The only thing that could be done would be virtual showings. Um, you know, we as agents could go into the house and do a video tour for our clients. Obviously a lot of limitations, but um, coming out of that, it's been busier than we thought possible. Um, there are there are a lot of factors, certainly. Um, you know, and one of them is the fact that 
people, you know, who are can work from anywhere now. Uh, for, for a lot of people, they're wanting to move to Denver or to the Denver area and even the mountains too. As long as they have internet access, you know, um, it's it, we found that there's been a lot of people who have been coming in from out of state. So um, a lot of migration too. What about people exiting? What about an exodus? Are, are people also saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. let's relinquish our second home here and let's," uh, mm-hmm. you know, do you, what's the ratio of people coming in to going out? In your opinion. The ratio is tipped much higher into coming in. I don't know what the net migration numbers are for this year. I typically do follow that. Over the last several years, it's ranged between 50 and 100,000 net migration into the Denver metro area. Wow. And I would think that's so, only going to continue to grow because why? So are you thinking they're wanting a different lifestyle? And that's why like, wow, if we're going to be working and living and schooling from home, let's just go get our dream home or go to a town where we want to live and reside mm-hmm. there. Is that the mindset? I, absolutely. And that I can, you know, from clients that we're working with right now, that's exactly what they've talked to us about. Um, what's interesting too, is that you know, people want to live in Denver, but now we're seeing more people who want a little bit more land. Um, a typical lot size in a, in a tract home neighborhood anywhere in the Denver metro area is, you know, between six and 9,000 square feet, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't have a, typically a lot of those quarter half acre lots that are in subdivisions in the Denver metro area. So with these people who want more land, we're seeing a lot of people pushing a little bit east, which from Denver, you can't go much west. You can go into the mountains, but that's a little bit more limiting. So there's people going east where you can buy on acreage. Um, and, and people who want one or five or 40 acres, they're moving out a little bit east. And so you're practically in Kansas at that point. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> I can see it. Um, what's the median price range uh, in the Denver metro? So right now we are at um, the, I'll give you average. Um, yeah, average is fine. Yeah, I, I, that's fine. Average, yeah, no, a- average, as of right now, the numbers just came out for October, $561,000 for the average single family home in the Denver metro area. And I'll just give you this, this stat is crazy. We're up 16% year over year. The same time last year was 481,000. Are you saying I'm five years, five years too late? I should have bought five years ago. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so when I asked you about that house in Inglewood that you recently sold, uh, there, there yeah. was a reason for my question. You, I hope you read between the lines there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what does that get me? 500 and some odd thousand. What do I get? Uh, well, it, it depends on what part of town you're in. If you're in Denver proper, you're probably getting a two bedroom, two bath, maybe three bedroom, two bath home somewhere built from the thirties to the, 60s on average, 20s and 60s. You know, Maybe 1920s like a ranch, and 1960s ranch style. Would that be like a ranch? Yeah, it'd be like a ranch, like a craftsman style bungalow, or <clears throat> um, it might be a Victorian if it's an older house. Although those are going to be higher price point. Mm-hmm. Um, but or it could just be kind of a um, mid-century uh, single level house rancher basement. Uh, typically, yeah. Okay. Most homes in the Denver metro area do have basements. And everybody on uh, septic, I mean sewer, excuse me? Yeah, the city, uh, city water and sewer, typically. If you go to the suburbs, I mean, that's where you're going to, you'll get a little bit more bang for your buck. Uh, you, you know, typically newer construction, 80s and newer typically. And um, you might, you know, be able for $560,000. It could be a four bedroom, three bath, four bedroom, four bath, you know, at least 
2,000, maybe 2,500 square feet of house. So when you say suburbs of Denver, can you name some of those uh, areas? Yes. Yeah. Highlands Ranch is, is a really popular suburb in the South Metro. Um, Aurora is the third largest city in Colorado, I believe, like 350,000 people there, at least that now. Um, and then um, at Lakewood over on the west side uh, of Denver, Thornton up north. Um, there are a number of other suburbs, but those are a few of them. So you'd mentioned to me at one point Silicon Mountains or Silicon Rockies. What, what does yeah. that mean? I, I had no idea yeah. what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is really interesting. I, I came across this article um, two, two and a half months ago. On, uh, it was on CNBC. And it was the, the whole gist of the article was about this one, particularly about this one um, software company from Silicon Valley. Uh, the company is called Palantir. And they announced, their CEO announced that they're moving their entire operations from Silicon Valley to Denver. So then the article dove into some other companies that are that have opened up big offices here: Google, Facebook, Slack, Wix, which is the they build you know it's like websites you can build them. Um, Gusto, I think they're a payroll company, I believe, and um, a number of others that have relocated from the Bay Area here. And what these companies are looking at, they're, they're just looking at cost of living first of all. That you know the uh, cost of living, the cost of rent, the quality of life. Um, you know, the, the, the overall, the weather here, all of those factors that those of us who know, and you know what it's like here, um, that have been a huge draw. And so that's what the, the, the article was showing is, you know, how people are, they're just kind of fed up with Silicon Valley. And so these big tech companies are, are coming here, which is certainly good for the economy um, to an extent. And then you just wonder, you know, if it gets to be too much of a big thing. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. That's an inter- that's an interesting stats if they're all moving there because um, you know Denver is very congested. Would you agree? Yes. In in a lot of yeah. different ways, it's it's congested. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And how? With that being said, how is the inventory? So if you have an influx of all these businesses and potentially mm-hmm. people moving, whether they're working from home or not, what's the inventory like right now? Well, I, I just on our office meeting this morning, um, we had uh, somebody who studies these stats and we had, she comes to present uh, a couple of times a month. We are now at the lowest inventory level in the history of uh, the Denver metro area. So it's, um, it is very, very tight. And we're, our days on market, it's around 21 days. But in some zip codes, it's down to four days. <laughs> yes, here too as well. Some zip codes, yeah. two days. And that's probably only to allow extra time for showings because we, here we cannot overlap showings. So uh, we try to limit uh, our office does 30 minute showings, So everybody has the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't we want to service our sellers uh, by at least allowing two days for someone to see a property? I think, yeah, it's just fair. So that I agree that, that otherwise it could be less, you know, because a lot of times on these properties, we'll get an offer on that first day. Of course. Yeah. So why not let the buyers ramp up the price and let them, let them bid it out. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing waived appraisals? And I really, I'm so excited because I really want to ask you what a, what a transaction might look like uh, if someone were wanting to move and hopefully call Zach and uh, secure a property or look for a property, but are people waiving their appraisals? Are you seeing more cash buyers? We are seeing more cash buyers. There's no question about that. Um, the, you know, people, and I think a lot of those, uh, I, I worked with one recently um, who, who came here from Texas and was that way. 
Um, but we're seeing a lot, of, a lot of our buyers are coming from, if they're coming from out of state, they're coming from Texas and they're coming from California and even New York. And a lot of these are cash buyers. They're cashing out of whatever homes that they're coming from. And, and they've got that money in the bank. And I think a lot of people, you know, this year, if they've been fortunate enough to have their, you know, have their jobs, they've been saving, they've been stockpiling cash. And so that's I think, a driving factor there. Um, as far as uh, appraisals being waived, absolutely. We're, we're, seeing, we're seeing kind of the spectrum. Sometimes, the, you know, an offer will come in and, and it'll be a, a, an appraisal gap. Um, they'll, they'll waive a portion of it, say that they will come up with an additional five or $10,000 in the event of a shortage. But if it's highly competitive, they are coming in and just saying, we will waive it. I had that happen recently on a, on a listing of mine where the buyer came in and just said, no matter what, we're, we'll pay it. So just to educate the public, of course, if you're getting a loan from a lender, you can't look at your lender and go, don't go out there and appraise the property. It'll be fine. You can't say that by waiving it. But what I think Zach is saying, if it doesn't appraise, we are willing to pay whatever the difference is between our our offer price and the appraisal. That's That's exactly right. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, they still have to have the appraisal, but they're they're agreeing to pay whatever – they're agreeing to pay the contract price that they were willing to pay in the first place. (laughs) And are you doing escalation clauses on when people are making offers? Yeah, we're finding, so kind of in the pecking order of prioritization with an offer is price, um, escalation clause and appraisal clause. And then in there, we want to know, you know, from the, you know, from the lender, how much money are they putting down? Like if, if they're putting 20% down, the chances are good that they're going to have that those additional funds if needed. If it's only a 5% down, they might not, it that might be tougher. Uh, but the escalation clauses are a big one because it can, you know, it allows a buyer to set a, pr- a lower price. And then in the event, there are multiple offers above whatever their, their price is, then there's language to, that you can jump ahead of the highest offer. Um, and then we always ask for proof of that offer. That's really important because we don't want that, you know, a listing agent just to say, oh, well, we had to escalate up to, you know, whatever the dollar amount is. And then if we don't have proof of that offer, we hope they're telling the truth, but it might not be. So we include language in the contract that says that they have to provide that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Proof. I'd be like, OK, fine. I That's great. Show me. Show me. <laughs> show me. Show me. Exactly. Oh, it's show me state. Um that's Missouri is the show me state. It is. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, so, you know, all of this lingo and everything we're saying right now, and I'm going to ask you about as is addendums as well, but, mm-hmm. but, a, but a person not savvy or not, you know, the average person moves every seven to 10 years. So it's like mm-hmm. having a baby, you forget. And if you, if you're trying to grasp some of the things that Zach is talking about and I'm talking about, now more than ever before, you need to, if you're considering selling or buying a property, even if you're in the research phase, uh, just by, if you can tell by Zach and I, our conversation, you need to have someone who's savvy in the marketplace, who knows what they're talking about, and that has a strategy. I mean, you actually heard Zach, what he said, price, here's, here's the way we look at it, price, how much money down, and uh, is there an escalation clause? Um, b- because there's so many factors involved. It's not just, uh, we're willing to pay 350. We hope we get it because you have to, you have to, there's so much more to it than that. And another thing, Lydia, and I, and you and I are both this way. And I know, um, is that, you know, when it comes to presenting an offer, uh, when, when we're presenting an offer to a listing agents and we're sending it to them, 
before I even send it to them, I've, I've built that rapport with that agent. I've talked with them, um, asking, you know, a lot of questions about the seller situation and how can we best position our offer to win. And it, it's so rare where the, where another agent does that to me when I'm the listing agents. And so when, when another agent agent does that to me, I know that they know that what they're doing and that they're professional and immediately that sets them higher up just from that communication and knowing how and what to communicate. We almost need to say that again, <clears throat> and th- because people might not understand what we're talking about, but don't you want to fall off your chair when you open your email and there's an offer in there yeah. Yeah. and you don't know who it's from and they never called you. They didn't text you nothing. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask you about the seller or where are they going? Try to build rapport with me. No, I mean, it just puts you one step ahead because now, like you said, you're creating rapport with that agent. Uh, and mm-hmm. I always encourage our agents here, and I don't have my phone on me right now, but I say, you meet an agent, you talk to a co-op agent, put them in your phone. Because isn't it really cool when you're going to be showing their house and you call or text them and say, hey, Zach, it's Letty Ann. I'm going to be showing your house at four o'clock today. Hoping your fa- hope you and your family are well. Uh, and not that I'm using it as a leg up, but you're going to go, hey, cool, Letty Ann's showing my property. Like we... It's just, um, I don't understand, I really, I did a little live video on this. I don't understand agents Mm -hmm. who submit an offer. It's a multiple offer situation. You know it is, and they don't even Mm -hmm. call me. And it's not about me, understand. But if I'm submitting an offer for my client on a a property that's listed, I'm going to be damn sure that listing agent knows who I am. Hi, Mm -hmm. I'm Letty Ann. I have this lovely family. Or I have this this first time home buyer who wants nothing more than to purchase your home. In fact, he even shot a video on his phone that I'm going to send to you about how much he really would love to have this to be his. I mean, there's so many strategies, right? Mm-hmm. We could and, go on and on about it for sure. Yeah. One one other just quick thing with that. You know, all of our actions, what we do in the real estate world, um, and interacting with other agents and buyers and sellers that builds our reputation. So I look at it like, how, how do I want my reputation to be built? And how do I want to be viewed? And I'm, that's always top of mind for me. I, it's so important. And I think likes to attract Zach, likes to attract Zach. So uh, <laughs> I'm so happy that uh, I know you and that you're my friend. And um, Likewise. Uh, uh, just love that. I just always feel like I'm playing up. And uh, I'm in just this great group of people with the same mindset and the same values and the same service heart, servant's heart. So um, uh, I'm told we just have about one minute left. Uh, I just strongly encourage anyone, if you're considering moving to Denver or the Denver area, please reach out to Zach Nelson with Compass. Uh, His information is here on the screen if you'd like to reach out, his website. Um, Zach, thank you so much for being here today. It's awesome to see you. Ann, it's a pleasure and an honor. Um, it's always great to talk with you and hear from you. And this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. I hope to see you in person again soon. Fingers crossed it soon. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. So right. we thank you all for watching today, Real Estate You with Letty Ann, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.